Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Danny Kofke on the line, and he's a motivational mentor over at Mentoro, and he's also author of The Wealthy Teacher, Lessons for Prospering on a School Teacher's Salary. Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, thanks so much for having me on. All right, so uh, I'm excited to get into today's topic today. So we're going to get into your book, The Wealthy Teacher, Lessons for Prospering on a School Teacher's Salary. Um, just to start out, to kick us off, um, what was the inspiration for this book? Well, um, I am a school teacher as well, so I'm a special needs uh, teacher. And, you know, I just see, uh, you know, obviously teachers, I think some can agree, some disagree, but, I mean, most would say we're a moderate income level earners. And, you know, I, I, there were studies out there that show how many teachers quit the profession within five years. And I know how much I enjoy teaching. And let's face it, most teachers get into it, not for the money, but because they have a passion for it. So I wanted to be able to show teachers and then also others as well that, you know, if this school teacher can do well financially, they can too. That's awesome. Um, and so, what are some of the um, what are some of the takeaways that you want the readers of this book to get? Because I mean, first off, the title, killer title, the wealthy teacher caught me. The title, by the way, the cover is beautiful. Um, for everybody listening to this, it's really easy to find this book. By the way, I went to Amazon. I just typed in Danny Kofke, K O F K E, and it pops right up. So really, super easy there. Um, what are some of the takeaways that you want people to get out of this book? Well, you know, and first off, I'll say wealth. I mean, I, I call it the wealthy teacher, and wealth is such a subjective thing. Uh, some people think being wealthy means driving a Mercedes and living in a big house. You know, for me, I kind of define wealth and having a wealthy life is being able to do what you feel you're called to, no matter the income potential. And, and you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm coming from because I, you probably know people. I know people that have a lot more money than I do, but by no means would I consider them wealthy. Uh, doesn't really matter how much you make. If you're miserable Monday through Friday, nine to five, uh, you know, to me, th th there's more to life than that. So I think, you know, for me, that is kind of where the wealthy, the title came in, because I do. I feel like I get to go do something that I enjoy every single day. And then on the side, I, I get to help people with their manage the money. I get to write books. So that to me is kind of what the wealthy life looks like. And actually, uh, in, in The Wealthy Teacher, I kind of have a step-by-step -step plan on how to have a, a wealthy life, what I consider a wealthy life. And since I'm a teacher, and the book kind of is geared towards teachers, I call it the school of financial freedom. So we kind of start off in kindergarten, and we go all the way to 12th grade so when we graduate. So, you know, some of the things I list, like in kindergarten, I think we have to start off with know your why and set goals. And, you know, for a lot of people, they have no goals in place. And I think Zig Ziglar said, if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. And that's so true. And especially when it comes to managing money, we have to have goals in place, but then underlying that, why? Why are you working towards those goals? Because Madison Avenue spends billions and billions of dollars every single year to get us to part with our money. And it works. I think uh, there was a recent study, it, uh, almost 50% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So, it's very easy to spend things for the here and now 
that's why it's important to have those goals in place and say, okay, I'm working towards this because it becomes easier to say no right now because you have an image of, of what you're working for in the future. Um, and That's then awesome. kind of, at, and then after that, I kind of recommend properly insure yourself. Um, you know, we all know about homeowners and, and that type of insurance, but a lot of people, they don't know about disability insurance. And, and I have a, at, at working for a school district, I can get mine. It's very affordable every month. And God forbid something happens to me and I get injured and I'm no longer able to work. I have paycheck protection. So disability insurance will provide some of that. That way, I, my family, I can still feed them, have a roof over our heads. Um, and another one, too, another insurance type of insurance is life insurance. A lot of people, you know, they're afraid, oh, if I, I've heard people say, if I get life insurance, I'm going to die. Well, guess what? You're right. You are going to die. I mean, I don't know when, but we all are. Um, but, but it's one of those things. I have two young daughters. So God forbid something happened to me. I want my wife to be able to raise them, have weddings for them, pay for college. So it's just a form of protection in place. So that's kind of the start. It's kind of laying the foundation for, for a financial plan. But then after that, that's when we start kind of with the money stuff. And that's when I recommend first starting off by saving one month of expenses. And that way, in this money, I will say, not concerned about this money earning a lot of interest. This is going to be just in your basic savings account, just in case of an emergency. So one month worth of living expenses. That way you go out one day and the car won't start, you need a new battery, bam, you can pay for it out of pocket. You're not putting it on a credit card. So that that is what I call in fifth grade of the School of Financial Freedom. And then after we have one month of expenses saved, then I start with the investing. And you can even start small. I, I recommend starting at $100 a month. Now, I'm a teacher, so I don't get a match. I don't have a 401k. It's a 403b um, for a nonprofit. But if you work for a company that offers a match, I would encourage you to invest enough to get the company match because you are getting free money. Um, I left teaching a few years ago, and I worked for a company. They matched up to 4%. So, I mean, I, when I was investing, I was getting free money invested for my retirement every single month. But if you're kind of at a job where you, you don't have that match, you can start off, especially if you're young, $100 a month. That way, you know, you're getting in a habit, and we'll increase that eventually. But then after we, we reach that, that's in sixth grade. Seventh grade, we're going to start eliminating all of our debt except your mortgage if you have that. And, you know, there are two proponents uh, of eliminating debt. Some believe you pay off the highest interest first. Some believe you use the debt snowball, lowest interest or lowest amount, the, the least amount owed to the greatest amount. I personally feel like the debt snowball works best for most people. So that's when you list your debts in order from least to greatest and you focus on the one that has, that you owe the least amount on first. The reason why is many people have gotten into financial trouble and it has nothing to do with the numbers. It's behavior. Most people, they're like, Oh, I just can't do this. This is so hard. Money is very similar to a diet. So if you go on a diet and the first week you lose two pounds and the next week you lose three pounds, you see results. It encourages you, encourages you to keep on going. So that's what I like about the debt snowball method is that we're focusing on one debt. And then hopefully the, the, the one you owe the least amount on is a pretty small debt. And then you can pay it off really fast. And then you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then you continue. Then you just focus on the debt that you owe the next highest amount on. And then once that's paid off, you use that money to, to apply to the next one. And you just keep going. But once again, um, you know, from a mathematical point of view, that, pro that, that one doesn't make as much sense as what they call the debt avalanche, where you focus on the debt that has the highest interest rate first. 
But once again, most of us got into trouble, and it wasn't because of the interest rate. It's the behavior. So it's kind of where I, I believe using the debt snowball, you eliminate all your debt except the mortgage. Then after we're able it. to do that, okay, cool, good, good, good. And then after we do that, we've already saved one month of expenses. Then I recommend people saving at least three months of living expenses. Some people, you can go longer. Some people can go six months. Um, it, it just depends on kind of your personal situation. And I would also say it depends on what kind of industry you're in. Me being a school teacher, I have a pretty stable job, but some people, if you're a business owner um, where, where you're not quite sure, you may want to go higher than three months, six months, nine months, a year of just having living expenses in place in case something happens, then you know you're going to be able to take care of those day-to-day -day expenses. So then after we have uh, the, the savings account fully funded, then we're going to move up to ninth grade and invest 15% of your salary for long-term dreams. So the beauty of it, once you get to this point, if you've paid off all your debt, so the money you used to apply towards paying off debt, well, now that's free. So you can use that to invest. And then a lot of time, that's ninth grade. You can do ninth and 10th grade at the same time. And 10th grade is pay off your mortgage. If you have a mortgage payment, that's when you can apply extra every single month to that principal to get rid of that. And then when that's done, we move to 11th grade, and that's when you invest 30% of your salary because at this point, you're going to have no debt at all. And then after that, you're in 12th grade, you graduate, and basically in 12th grade, you can do whatever you want. Um, you know, you can invest more money to have more. But I think for a lot of people, and even when we look at really, really wealthy people, I think the greatest thing you can do is when you're in that position is you're able to give back. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the government telling me what I'm supposed to do or what I have to do with my money. But when you're in the position that you're able to do that and give to causes that you feel passionate about, that's when you can really, truly leave a legacy. And I think of some really wealthy people, you know, someone like Bill Gates. Bill Gates has bought and probably, you know, can buy, has bought whatever he wants, but he's most proud of the Gates Foundation that he set up. Oprah Winfrey, same thing. She's most proud of a school she started in Africa. So I think, you know, when you get to this level, it's kind of just beyond the materialistic things that we live for. This is when we truly can kind of leave a legacy. And I will forever be indebted to, it was my great, great uncle Jimmy. When he passed away, he left some money to my grandmother. And my grandmother, always indebted to her as well, instead of using that money on herself, she actually used that to help pay for my college for myself. And then she put my brother through firefighter school. So here I am now, 18 years later, I've, you know, hopefully positively impacted hundreds of students that I've had. And my brother is now a battalion chief and he saved countless lives as a firefighter. So I think, you know, that's, that all stemmed from my uncle Jimmy leaving in, you know, that legacy for us. And then we get to impact the world in a better place. So, you know, to me, that, that kind of sums up what it looks like to have a wealthy life. So, Danny, first off, thank you for the synopsis and kind of some of the key points that you can take away from the book. Um, great book. I could see a lot of effort was put into it, a lot of nuts and bolts, how mm -hmm. to. I think the readers will get a lot out of this. Um, so, Danny, if somebody wants to follow up and learn more about your book or follow you and your writing and your projects, I mean, what's mm -hmm. the best way for them to connect? Yeah, I mean, if you just Google my name, so Danny Kofke, D-A-N-N-Y, K-O-F as in Frank, K-E, I mean, a lot of stuff comes up. But my website as well, the www.wealthyteacher.weebly.com. So wealthyteacher.weebly.com. Weebly um, you can see kind of all my interviews and TV, radio, those types of things. And also, in addition, I have a contact form on my website that if you fill it out, 
I have a free ebook I will send you on ways that you can save over $10,000. So just kind of little tips and not every single one. I think there's like 140 tips in there and not everyone's going to apply to you, but you can, I guarantee, walk away with a few of them that, you know, going to save you some money and it's free. So it won't hurt you anything. Fantastic. Well, Danny, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing in your writing and how you're helping other teachers and other people that are interested in finance and getting financially fit, um, um, getting getting them in shape. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, head on over to Amazon, head on over to check out Danny's work. Um, again, the wealthy, uh, the wealthy teacher, lessons for prospering on a school teacher's salary. So really easy to find. And uh, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a review on the iTunes store. Um, if you're watching this on our on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, uh, give us a subscribe there, but also um, leave us some comments in the video. Love to know uh, what kind of projects and things you're working on. And Danny, thanks again for coming on the show.